0: Monday, welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to live your bet life and get up to $2,000 in free bets. What's up, everyone? Welcome in. It's a new week. It is officially the dead period of the <laughs> NFL offseason. Woo! who's here. Hi. Two people. Well, one oh. guy who's in studio a lot, but not necessarily with us. My good friend Jay Zawoski is here. Hello we you probably, there. if you were... Just watching the Blackhawks show, he was doing that. Yep. And a big guest with Liam McHugh. So if you did not check that out, you should check it out. Go back, find it, uh, and listen to their podcast as well, the Black Blackhawks podcast. And Will DeWitt's in studio today.
1: Yes, I was excited to be here. Obviously, I'm not here as much as I would like, but it's awesome to be in studio. And like you said, though, Adam, it's the dead period of the offseason, so that's why you guys brought me in.
0: Well, it's I, I guess... If it is, then it's you can blame Nick because Nick probably planned his vacation that way, and he's gone all week. So <laughs> you're here now. I am here now, <laughs> but
1: uh, I'm glad, like I said, uh, to be here. And hopefully, I can hear you throughout the episode. Been still dealing with some uh, hearing issues in my left ear, and uh, it's okay. I'm a pro. We got this.
0: That's why we put you on that side. Exactly. Exactly. So you, we, you can still hear out of that ear. What's up, Jay? I'm
2: happy to be here. Getting the uh, I had to wear the CHGO Blackhawks shirt today. Yeah. For the exposure, you know, because if we had like a tenth of your audience, we'd be very, very happy. <laughs> so if one of every ten of you can subscribe to CHGL Blackhawks, it'd be a great solid for us. Because we're also in the dead period, and we'll be there for the next six years or so. Oh, so uh,
0: <laughs> it's yeah. going to be rough. It's okay. The Bears have been there for all 12 years. I've That's a good point. Them. That's a good point. But yeah. uh, it is football. I, I I actually do, like, I have to catch myself complaining about some of these off season shows because... Like, it is still the NFL, and there's always something. Um, You know, I was listening to a breakdown of the Deshaun Watson ordeal on my way down here, and it's like, yeah, there's always some drama in the NFL like that.
2: Yeah, I think you would trade this dead period to what the Browns are going through media-wise right now and having to rehash that every day, every day, every day.
0: Yeah. Well, not that we're going to do a Brown show here, but Bill Simmons was (laughs) claiming that that – could end up or might already be the worst trade in nfl history and he the argument wasn't that far off base like if you really think about it from every aspect really even the oh but he's a good quarterback well he was he's, he's, that might not play football for two years though like I don't, is he still gonna be the same player i don't know
1: yeah i mean the I time know. off is one thing and Human being element, too. Like, uh, I mean, leave it to the Browns, though, to, to make a
0: move like that. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. Um, well, we're going to get some of Jay's thoughts on the Bears. He has some uh, strong takes on some of the things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. You may have noticed in the headline of this episode that we are previewing the San Francisco 49ers. One of the things we're going to do over the next few weeks during this dead period is start to look ahead at the schedule and all of the Bears' opponents. So we're going to go through the schedule, and that starts week one against the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll do that today, and uh, we're going to continue a couple series that we've been doing, looking at the roster. My grades from 2021. Today is a tight end that we've debated about on the show before. Uh, and Jimmy then Graham. Jimmy Graham. Uh, yes. Jesper yeah. Horstead. Well, Jesper is a, yes. Your guy. He's a still, Raider now. You still broken up over that
1: yeah absolutely my heart's been broken for about what a
0: month now wait he signed with the Raiders I'm fairly certain I didn't even I know that yeah the one touchdown he had they must have been impressed because exactly. he was in <laughs> Las Vegas <There laughs> they you were go.
1: playing that over and over again in the front yeah. office like
0: we need that guy he became available there he goes wait that should no he actually caught the touchdown too at the end of the Vikings game didn't he it was like season? that Hail Mary that didn't oh, count that, but yeah it did it's, count it was a strange play. It was a weird play. It, took, it was like an hour after the game when I realized that they actually counted that as a touchdown because yes. it didn't matter. They signed him on
1: June 7th. So, oh, yeah, about a week ago.
0: There you go. Um, hey, we wanted to take one moment off the top of the show, though, because a, a friend of ours, and I, we talked about a little bit about it last week when we were here in studio and um, kind of gave you guys a heads up that John Moon Mullen was uh, battling through – what we knew at the time was pretty much his final days of uh, a very courageous battle against pancreatic cancer um, and got the sad, very sad news yesterday on Father's Day, too, which sucked that um, that he did indeed pass away. And, um, you know, I've worked with him on the beat for many years. Uh, Jay, you've, you know, he used to be a frequent guest. He's and, a friend. Yeah. Moon's a
2: friend to everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to de- dedicate this show to moon. Um, you know, moon, I mentioned this last week, and Jay knows this from all the times he'd come on y- shows you-, you were working on. you so generous with his time, like always. Um, and he would have been somebody that without a doubt had he been feeling better. And I'd be like, Hey moon, want to come down in studio one day and just sit with us? And hang out. He one hundred percent would have done this, um, and that just kind of because he's somebody we could have had definitely come down here on one of these shows yeah. during this uh, sort of dead period of the NFL. In fact, have rode, would have rode his bike. Yeah, he would have <laughs> taken his bike all the way down here. Yep. Um, you know, and I could tell you because he actually did. Remember eighty-seven-seven the game. Um, all right, peace. He came down and did uh, like a full show with us one day. Just, just out of the blue, like in some summer day, he, probably about this time of year.
2: He is just a, a phenomenal human being. And um, I was really broken up about it yesterday when I got the news. I was at my parents' house, and my mom uh, last fall had been going through cancer treatments. She had stage 2 breast cancer. She's over it. Everything's done. She's doing fine. Um, but Moon got wind of that and regularly checked in with me <sighs> about my mom. And I said, Moon, she's doing great. You know, like, I... It's just, it just kind of shows you the guy he is. And I texted with Moon on Tuesday when I saw Dan Pompey's post of him in the hospital not doing great. And I just said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing well, you know, rooting for you, sending all our love. And he said, I hope your mom is doing well. Like, that's the kind of guy he is and the kind of guy he was. And I was texting with Dan Pompey yesterday, and I just told him, like, I'm really having a tough day, a tough time with this. And he's like, Moon, his he has served, you know, like he's done enough, you know, and Dan said, I wish I had my phone, but Dan said very well, like I'm sad that I won't get to see him anymore, but moon has done so much for so many people that his work here is done. And that kind of put me at peace a little bit about it. And, uh, look like I know moon from, like you said, working at the score, talking to him as a guest, when he'd come on, we talked for five minutes before the segment started two minutes when he was done, and then at Bears camp we would talk, and that was pretty much it, but he just always stuck with me as a guy who was special, who was different, who took the time to get to know you, um, and it, there was more to him than just being a football writer, and uh, to, to have even the slightest connection with Moon Mullen for me is an honor. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just there's, There are not enough kind words to say about Moon, so I, I, could, I could do an hour on him if you want me to, so we'll do a sideshow. Jay yeah. remembers Moon Mullen, but he, he is just the greatest guy in the world and positive till the end. If you, if you don't know, he was making these uh, cancer support videos for people on YouTube where just positive messages, you know, encouragement, the things he's done to stay positive and stay healthy. It was just – he's just an unbelievable guy and a tremendous character and uh, truly, like, for a guy who didn't wear the uniform, a Bears legend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, the uh, series that he was doing on YouTube was called – attitude over cancer. Yep. Um, just, you know, t- taking something very, very negative and trying to spin it in a positive light to help other people. Right. You yep. know, just, just, and the I encourage you to still find them, you know, that YouTube channel should live on. I mean, that's the great thing about him doing something like that. You know, the diagnosis he got, which was all the way back in December of 2019, we knew at the time it was not good. Right. And he was not supposed to live more than a year. And he blew that out of the water more than doubled it. Um, And then to take that experience over the last, because I think he started doing this about seven or eight months ago, started doing those videos um, and to just, you know, talk about his experience and try to help others that may have been going through it too. Uh, His YouTube channel is just, I think it's just John Mullen. Attitude over cancer. Um, I mentioned it last week and really encourage everyone to check it out. Or if you know somebody who's fighting cancer, send them the links. Because that's what he would have wanted. That's exactly why he mm-hmm. did those videos.
2: He offered, uh, when I was telling him my mom was having a hard time kind of getting her head around, just feeling overwhelmed about the whole thing. I yeah. said, he volunteered to call you and and he'll talk with you as much as you want. My mom is very a very shy, very private person, but uh here's moon mullen saying hey i've never met your mom or i don't know her name but if you want me to pick up the phone and and talk to her and encourage her i'm happy to do it it's just you know everyone's got a story like that about moon and everyone he who was lucky enough to know him he touched and uh i don't know it's just i'm still quite broken up about it i've dan's words were a little bit like soothing and i'm trying to stick with that but it's been a tough uh, 24 hours for sure
0: yeah it absolutely has and uh it was tough to, you know, get that, that news, even though we kind of knew it was coming on Father's Day. Um, and, um, I don't know, it's just been... Going back to, to Jeff Dickerson, too, it's just yeah. been a really tough, um, you know, six, seven months, whatever it's been. Um, really a couple of years for those two battling through what they were battling through as well. So, um, anyway, we are going to talk some bears on the show. We're dedicating this show to moon because we love them, and um so let's jump in guys i know that uh off the top jay had some thoughts that he wanted to share which is because he doesn't get a chance to be here and every day <laughs> talk about it. What, what first of all wasn't tyler klutz like your guy he so was my guy very, I'm, i don't I'm, know why I'm, i always associate tyler klutz with you
2: i'm just a big fan of uh of fullbacks and so, it's, a, it's a dying breed, and I thought that he was underappreciated by the Bears and went on to Dallas and did well, right? Yeah, yep. Just, so there's so many of the guys that people made fun of me for liking with the Bears, went on elsewhere and did really well.
3: Okay. Brad well, Muster.
2: Greg Olson was my other guy. A little bit different because Greg Olson was really good on the Bears, but I thought it was a huge mistake to let him go. I was furious about that one, and it's well, my guy. That
0: was one of the worst trades in Bears history.
2: And I'm just going to go on record before we begin – I feel the same way about Cole Komet. I saw every game Cole Komet played in college. The dude is awesome. He's a fantastic tight end, and I hope this new coaching staff figures out how to unlock uh, Cole Komet because at Notre Dame, he was an absolute beast, an absolute game changer. He has everything you need to be a great NFL tight end, so hopefully uh, the offense can figure out and get him the ball because – He's, just, he's a, a complete weapon, and I would hate to see him go somewhere else and dominate.
0: Well, that's good because there's going to be more Cole Komet talk. Good. A little bit later in the show. <laughs> do, you, uh, t- do you remember who Tyler Klutz was traded for?
2: I don't. I was too angry.
0: Sherrick McManus.
2: All right, that was a decent—McManus no. uh, was good. He, I he was mean, good for a while.
0: Yeah, he yeah. was the oh, wow. longest tenure bear, one of the yeah. best special teamers in the yeah. league. So I think that one worked out, but you, we you should celebrate because this new coaching staff— they have fullbacks. Love yes. it. A fullback. Macari Blazing Game. It's a
2: terrific name. Yeah. By the way. Uh, and I am down. For any fullbacks are just I don't know it's just a, like why would you not just send an extra blocker through the hole? It's right there. And you can send a tight end in motion. He's not going to block as well as a fullback. No. It's just, it just
0: it creates an extra gap.
2: Absolutely. defense to account for. I was a offensive lineman and I was always wanted to be a fullback, but I was a little too slow. A little too fat (laughs) to be a fullback, quite frankly. Um, But that was my dream was just to, I get a running start on a linebacker instead of him getting a running start at me. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. Uh, So I've always had an affinity for the fullbacks, you know, Mike Allstott and Tom Rathman and all those great guys wearing number 40 something.
3: Brad Muster.
2: Brad Muster was fantastic. I was a big Brad Muster fan. Matt Sui, uh, of course, uh, leading the way for Walter Payton. Yep. Um, I don't know if Walter needed Matsui, but <laughs> it, it certainly didn't hurt. But, I, yeah, I've always been a big fan of the fullbacks. And, yes, Tyler Klutz was one of my guys. Somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but he was he was better than he got credit for being.
0: Well, other than Michael Burton, though, no, I don't um, – because Klutz would have been after Jason McKee. Yep. And
2: – There haven't really been yeah. any well, they're fullbacks dying. proper.
0: They're dying. Yeah. Well, not – Literally, they're dying as a position in football.
3: Yeah, it's more well, of an H back. Time. Yeah, so it's no, the it's a little different the new uh, terminology, hybrid role, and Well, what, what do you think about? Well, what do you think about fullbacks? What do I think about the fullback? Yeah, yeah the NFL just position. changes, but
1: yeah. what you know is old will be new again, and I expect them to come back. I mean, the Bears brought in a fullback, so obviously they still have value. And Jay, it's your lucky day because we're talking about the 49ers who have. You know, perhaps the best fullback in the entire league too, uh, and Kyle Durscheck. I always struggle with that name. Kyle Uzcheck. check? There's all those J. Oh, Uzcheck. I think I don't Juszczyk. have to check. Uzcheck.
0: Well, it's one of those names that is not pronounced at all. Like it that's looks. what I'm saying. It's I've like, only heard it a couple of times. Those letters do not belong there. Why are they there? Unnecessary. It's like
2: Uzcheck. Yeah. As a Polish person, I can confirm. Uzcheck.
0: And a, and a fullback. All right, guy,
2: am I yeah. supposed to get my other hot takes out right yeah, now, Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's fire away. All right, the, uh, the the losing the practice for being too physical, awesome. <laughs> Love it. The football meat, meatball in me, the former lineman in me is like, hell yes, let's get after it, let's hit, let's get physical. Every player on that team wants that. They want to be physical. They want to play football. That's why they're football players they knew hey maybe we lose a practice maybe we get busted whatever let's 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 hit it let's get going and uh I love that I love that they did that totally meatball and me and then the Braxton Jones thing which I've been following the concept of he couldn't possibly start because he was drafted in the fifth round is ridiculous if the person is performing better than the other person that person should be the one with the job it is very very simple Draft status should not play a role, and I think that was a big problem of the pass regime is, like, well, you've got to play this guy. We took him in the early rounds. No, screw that. He's not playing as well as other players play. And and I, I, I've always I've always believed that the best player should play regardless of draft status. And if Braxton Jones is the best option at left tackle, he should be the day one starter at left tackle. I, why, I don't get why this is a complicated or a question.
0: Oh, it's, I think it's just more of we... It's hard to really know what he looks like yet, because none of us has seen this, seen him in pads. Sure, you know, at the end of, of, of I, course. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think. I, I mean, I totally agree with everything you're saying. I think it's just sort of been a surprise, because it's almost like, what are they even basing it on so far, mm-hmm. right? Because they haven't seen anyone hit. Well, and, d- and 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 I think people are worried that it actually is more of a problem for Tevin Jenkins than like a, oh, there's this great. Rookie and Braxton Jones.
2: Sure, I will yeah. say so. Tevin Jenkins um, got off to a an auspicious start in his Bears career with the injuries and everything, but he's the kind of guy who, when he gets on the field, is a different guy. He plays with an edge. He's physical, and those are the sort of things you can't show in shells and shorts or in t-shirts and shorts, whatever. Like he is a guy who is a mauler, and that part of his game is not going to show until the you know, the, until between kickoff and, and final whistle, he's he's a guy who's gonna show it in game more than he's gonna show it in practice. So if 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 Tevin Jenkins is the best left tackle, he should play. I'm just saying whoever it is Regardless of draft stat, I'm not saying Braxton Jones should be the guy, but if he comes out and, and is better than Tevin Jenkins, absolutely, that's the guy. And then you figure out right tackle, and whoever's better, Borum or Jenkins, gets that job. I liked what I saw from Jenkins last year. I liked that he stood up for his quarterback. Yes, he took a penalty, but I think in the long term, like those things kind of do matter. Yep. And and you, the other teams get a message like, okay, well, if we take a hit on Justin Fields, we're going to have to answer for it. And those, th- I know maybe this is a hockey meatball in me, but, <laughs> you know, I just think that Jenkins will get to show really what he's going to look like next season in the preseason when you get to see him up against actual competition at full speed in a game because I think that's really where you get a true indication of a player like that's true performance level, I guess you would say.
0: It, it's a big Braxton Jones day here at show. He let off the... Uh weekly newsletter mm-hmm. yes, that you went did. out this morning yep. which is something you should be signed up for at com. featured in my bears things column which uh went up yesterday and is you, you can check out this morning too because I agree, I like I think it's he's a great story so far mm-hmm. I was struggling to think of a fifth round offensive lineman that like has ever been thrown with the starters by June before the pads even go on You know, Jordan Morgan was a fifth-round pick the same year the Bears drafted Kyle Long, and they were kind of both put in with Mm -hmm. the ones in the middle of training camp, like I think after the first or second preseason game. It's rare to see that happen in June before the pads even go on. So he's got to be doing something right. Could part of it be, too, trying to
2: light a fire under Jenkins? Because I feel like you guys would know this better than me. He seems like a different dude off the field. Like, kind of soft-spoken, maybe a little bit shy, not the most aggressive guy. But, you know, anyone who's ever played before knows that people have that switch. Um, you know, and I, that's how I am. Like, I, I'm I'm very docile. <laughs> is that the word, Lawrence? Yeah, and then you for? start
3: that podcast and you're just yelling at me the well, whole time. Well, but I'm just, you know,
2: but once it is time to compete, people can find that next level and they can find what Doug Buffone called the Neanderthal Neanderthal gene. And you could turn that thing on it and, and I think Jenkins is a guy like that. Because he looks like he's wearing the glasses and he's got all these pictures with his wife and all these things and it's great and he's seems like a real low key dude. And then oh the game starts and he's pushing people around and shoving people
0: and he's a different guy. Well, I hope that's the case. To be honest, we barely know him. Yeah. I yep. mean, we didn't really have access last year and he wasn't around until there were six games left. Uh, in True. the season to begin with, so um, we'll we'll have to see more of that. I, I just I feel like if things were going great, then he wouldn't have been dropped from the first to the second team as early as he has, but that's what training camp's for, and we will continue to uh, break all that down, just like we're about to do with the San Francisco 49ers to kick off our schedule preview, but first I want to tell you that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app, Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, and that's not it because if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Like, could be Jay's Blackhawk shirt. I, you can't buy your Hawaiian shirt.
1: No, you cannot. It
0: is a Hawaiian shirt. Well, you can shirt, buy it, right? just not... It's well, yeah, the issue. Well, you can't I, buy it at the lot. I don't know. I got a
1: Target like three years ago, I think. Oh, well, it's, it's it more works. of a
0: Hawaiian shirt than the one they gave out the White Sox game last week. The ugly bowling, the bowling shirt? The bowling shirt. Man, you're still talking about that. That's like nine days ago.
3: Yeah. Get over it. It's a, free, no. it's a freebie at a Sox game. Come on.
0: It, but <laughs> it, it was a bowling shirt. It wasn't a Hawaiian shirt. You can't just put one flower Ow. on and be okay. like, Hawaii. If it was
3: a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt... How often are you wearing a White Sox Hawaiian shirt? Let's be honest; it's probably um, as ill fitting I do have a
0: couple in my closet, and I they they don't get worn.
3: Yeah, I have a Papa real, Hogue wears them though. I have a real Hawaiian shirt that I bought in Hawaii, and this is back in like 2013. I brought it on this trip. I just went to Hawaii. You That's know.
0: like the second time you
3: wore it. I didn't even wear it when you went back to Hawaii. No, I didn't even wear it. So it's just still isn't
2: any shirt bought in Hawaii technically a Hawaiian shirt.
3: True. Ooh. All
2: right. That's probably another just.
3: side show back to points bet.
0: $2,000 in free bets, <laughs> a free CHGO membership and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker. When you make that first time deposit at points, bet. email points, at all and you know, we'll respond with our Hawaiian shirt takes for you. Your home for live and play betting just got even better because if you see an edge in the game, you're watching points bets, the place for you. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with live in-play betting with PointsBet because consumers say it has been the fastest with their live bets. Download the PointsBet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. And once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling
3: and referral services.
0: Did they change that? It used to be the
3: 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, they I did. Good at that.
0: And uh, you told us Friday that you were going to have this cleaned up by Monday, and that didn't happen. Wait, I... Oh, Boss toss. Oh, did I? Yeah.
3: I, <laughs> <laughs> was I... Clean up the, the ad copy? Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll work on that. For tomorrow. Yeah. For well, tomorrow. How would it go during the Hawk Show? Didn't you have to read that during that?
2: Oh, I was butchering stuff all day. Yeah, it's... I was not... Again, not Lawrence's fault at all. Oh. Uh, as one who has been bust tossed many, many times over the last twenty <laughs> years of my life, I, I will did. never bust toss a producer. Um, so no, it was me. I was um, the close of the show today was absolute chaos. Yeah, I gave fine. Lawrence like roughly seventeen out cues. Yeah, and I, oh, I eventually did I, like the
3: I old, old, went with the old the 16th. Ed Farmer goodbye. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I went with the sixteenth.
0: So we we ended up cutting off yeah something. Uh,
2: Thanks for joining us. On yeah, the yeah, CHGO yeah. <laughs> podcast,
0: the only reason I brought that up again was because we were talking about it on the show, yeah, as part of a bit as I struggled through that read Friday. So we were just following up. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, and it's, it's I, not I, like uh, it was a conversation after the show. No, yeah. Is, I still probably bust toss you though. This yeah. talent,
2: man. This ego, egos are out of control. That's what it is, Lawrence.
3: Wild, especially me. Wild stuff. <laughs> <Just> well, he, <laughs> you know, he's he lives that boat life. You know, we saw it's him, says him sitting Hogan. outside last week <laughs> by a boat. Yeah, yeah.
1: Am I clear to the talk about our next sponsor? No. Yes. Awesome. As long as, as, as you, no, I can't hear you. Go for it. I was it. gonna say as long <laughs> as you can hear us. Uh, come on. All right. So uh, I have to tell everyone here about Athletic Greens. You know, I started taking AG1 because, well, a, I don't like taking a bunch of pills. I want some better gut health, especially right now. I'm taking uh, two antibiotics, so I need all those probiotics oh, that I can get. In my body right now, of course, you know, having more energy is great. Optimizing the immune system. Uh, again, there's just so many great benefits of AG1. So, like, really, what is this stuff? Uh, it's with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, which, again, very important to me right now, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. Honestly, all of the things. Uh, I, I kind of incorporate AG1 in my life. Uh, I don't do it every day. I'm bad. I don't do it with my vitamins either. I'm really bad at doing things every single day. But it tastes great, and I try to remember as much as I possibly can. Uh, one thing about it, I just want to make sure everyone knows, that it is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free,
3: or gluten-free. Uh, you can take paleo. AG1. You paleo? Mean, paleo? I'm it's paleo.
1: Paleo? Yeah. Paleo?
3: You know, you're a paleo- paleontologist. Paleontologist?
1: You eat certain things. Haleo. Yeah, I'm just learning so many things Continue. today. I love it. And then uh, I just want to let everyone know, right now it's time to reclaim your health and your arm, uh, your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. They make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bears. And, again, that's all you need to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bears, and then you can take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, AG1.
3: Good stuff. You know, I like that, you know, Will in studio gets to do some ad reads now. Yeah. Put them to work. Yeah, exactly.
1: Ooh, I broke a sweat. I need some water. Okay. We can talk 49ers.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Week one. Win. Win. <laughs> Win. Week two. <laughs> When?
2: <laughs> is this what, is this what you brought me in for. Yeah, to derail the show. No, way we, to go, Hog! I told you. We need some <laughs> optimism.
0: Apparently, been too negative. All right, uh, of course, always. Wow, that's. I mean, that's a nice job with the graphic, though. Hey, I have to. I'm not just trying to suck I up know. to you now. After I bust tossed you, has nothing to do I'm with just...
3: me though. Again, Jay, this one's a Joey special. There, that's, okay. Yeah. Joey, anything
0: good? at Anything that looks good, that's Joey. Joey's the goat, man. Yeah. That was excellent. Okay, so week one, it is Bears 49ers. And the 49ers have had, well, kind of a quiet offseason, I'd probably say, even though they're certainly one of the teams that everyone's trying to figure out what are they going to do with their quarterback. But I think most people all assume that Trey Lance is going to be their quarterback and that they've just been trying to figure out some type of solution to get something for Jimmy Garoppolo, even though it doesn't seem to be much of a market for him. I could think of one team that maybe should have gone that route uh, over what they did. Like the Cleveland Browns would have been a little cheaper, a little bit, with a little less drama. Although I guess at that point you should probably just keep Baker Mayfield, but um, all right, well, let's talk about these, these 49ers a little bit and see what the bears can come up with a win if you look back at last season the 49ers went 10 and 7 and that gave them the sixth seed in the playoffs but they went on to the nfc championship game before losing to the rams they had that big win at lambeau field with Robbie gold kicking the walk off uh against the packers and you know, awesome. rubbing it in with a little packer comment that was awesome <laughs> um and since then, the 49ers, with some cap problems because of that Jimmy Garoppolo contract that's still on there, they had some key losses. Arden Key went off to the Jaguars. Uh, that's definitely Jagu- a key loss. It was a key. Oh. Boom. I see what she did there. See what she did. That is a key loss. He went on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, got paid there. DJ Jones went to the Broncos. Um, they also lost Raheem Most Raheem Mostert, who's been a big part of their running game, and then Lincoln Tomlinson, uh who's from right down the street, I believe. I think he was the Lane Tech. I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um He was also out of there. And then they did sign their big signing was Ch Tra- Ward at corner and then Hassan Ridgeway. I mean, I don't know that any of these Losses or additions are really, you know, going to result in a huge swing for the 49ers this year in terms of uh, how many games they win. But I think that ultimately will come down to what they get out of Trey Lance. Yes.
1: So I believe that, you know, Triverius Ward will help this team. Uh, I know the secondary was kind of the Achilles heel of the 49ers last year. They signed him to a three year, $40 million deal. Uh, And last year, he was one of the best corners in the entire league. He was ninth in the NFL with 11 pass breakups. He had the fifth best reception against him, only allowing 51% of all of his targets to be completions. He also had two interceptions a year ago. They brought him in to kind of be that lockdown guy that they were missing and allowing some of their other corners to maybe move someone inside that was playing out because their nickel spot was a sore spot uh, again last year. But you keep mentioning Trey Lance, and I just want to put it out there that if I can put money on it, he's the week one starter at least with all the podcasts listen on the way up my four-hour drive this morning that kind of seems to be uh, where they're thinking right now in the bay area and what i've heard coming out of otas is that the ball is coming out of his hands uh, a little bit better than a year ago i didn't know he had that hairline fracture in his index finger on his throwing hand which was kind of messing with his throwing He had to learn how he like relearned to release the ball in a different way just because of it and receiver struggled with it but it's kind of back to normal, and uh, I keep hearing good things about him from his teammates, his coaching staff. Uh, so they're just they just keep talking him up so much. To me, it has to be Trey. Which again, Justin versus Trey, huge week one talking point uh, for us to kind of you know break down and preview
0: between now and then. I just don't understand why they will just come out and say it. Like, they're that that he's a starter. They haven't they haven't declared him the starter. They haven't named him the starter. Um, I I I understand it's a tricky scenario with having a veteran still there and Jimmy Garoppolo, who they probably feel like has been a great teammate forever, and all, you know all these good things. But you know, it, some of it sort of reminds me of the the Bears with their silliness last year, where mm. just like they get so worried about talking a rookie up too much that. They, they're just overthinking it, in my opinion. Right. You know, everyone knows. Soft. We knew you liked Trey Lance when you traded up to get him. Like, it, it doesn't need to be some secret that saying, we like him, he's going to be our start. No, well, no kidding. Like, you you spent all that draft capital to go get him. I don't understand why it's got to be that tricky. And I still like him. Like, I I like Trey Lance coming out a lot. Um but when you start thinking about how the guys played almost no football in right. two years, you do wonder week one, Soldier Field, he's getting a start. Like, what's that, what is that going to look like for a guy who played one game his last year at North Dakota State because they didn't have a season and they basically created this exhibition game for him and then last year had very limited playing time uh, in San Francisco. Like, you can talk yourself into the idea that he could struggle – right away, and the Bears could be in position to still win in week one. Well,
1: I mean, Coach Eber, Flues, defensive coordinator Alan Williams, that's going to be, like, their number one priority on defense is find ways to make it complex and complicated for Trey Lance. Hopefully, Soldier Field shows out. It's a tough road environment as well, and what I like about this, it's kind of like a case study between two different rookie quarterbacks that went in different paths, right? You have someone who sat and learned behind – Jimmy Garoppolo, then he had someone that kind of got thrust into the fire right away, and we'll see exactly what those results lead to. It's just a little different for the Bears because Justin is learning a new offense for the second straight year. He's not been in the same system for two years to kind of see what that growth can be, but I still believe playing in the NFL, having that game experience is going to help Justin, and hopefully uh, the case study does point over to the Bears in their favor here to come week one.
2: I think if you're a 49ers fan – you want Trey Lance to be your starter from week one. I also think if you're a Bears fan, you want Trey Lance to be the starter week one. Yep. Because you get an opportunity at home to take advantage of all those, uh, the rust of playing in a full-speed game, because even preseason is not full-speed most of the time. Um, And the first start jitters, all those sort of things, it could be a ripe opportunity for the Bears to take a win from a team that they probably otherwise later in the season would have no business competing with a team that went to the NFC championship. Um, that's really the, the Niners remind me of the Cutler bears a little bit where they've got all the pieces, but the quarterback to get them over the top and maybe a little bit of a step back this year. But like, I don't know. Garoppolo is just good enough to get you there, but not good enough to get you over the hump. So Trey Lance is their future. They know that. Why not just start at week one? So by the time, you're ready for you know, midseason when the game, they all matter, of course. There's only so many of them. But you want to get him ramped up so he's at peak potential for when they are competing for or in a playoff spot. I think starting Garoppolo for them would be a mistake. You know, Maybe you get an extra win, but I, I think they are foolish to not just say, here are the keys, take the car, and let's go. Because he's the kind of guy, he's the kind of quarterback, or they think he's the kind of quarterback that can change a game. On his own. That's why you trade up to get Trey Lance and do it. Like you said, Adam, you make the aggressive move to trade up. Don't be afraid now to use it. It kind of goes back to my thing about Braxton Jones. Like, just if he's better, play him. Right. Play the better player.
0: It it's, almost makes you wonder if, you know, that he's not ready, right? Which is a concern if you're a year in.
2: That would be a concern. You know, like, yes. are, they,
0: are they worried that, to your point, Jay, they have this great team But if Trey Lance isn't ready to take off, are they going to need Jimmy Garoppolo just to kind of fight through the season? They made it all the way to the to the NFC Championship last year. They played in a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um,
2: But then how do you then where so if, if that's what you do, right? And let's say the 49ers look like they did last year. Then when do you pull the plug? You just not, and you just stick with Garoppolo, and then fall short again. Because then you got to bring Lance in mid season, and then you've got to—they're two totally different quarterbacks yeah. and what they bring. So you can't just like plug one in. You know what I mean? It's—it's it's you totally change your game plan. So I think whatever it is should be the plan. And if Lance isn't ready, then fine, go with Jimmy G and see what happens. But if it, if you have any sort of question, I like. Well, we think Trey might be ready. He's ready. Do it. Right. Try that. And then you can always go back to Jimmy if it doesn't work out.
1: Adam, if uh, the Bears defense did what it did last year, it doesn't really matter. Trey Lance could have a field day. Do you remember the big issue last year in that game?
0: Um, There's well, a few. I, the, I, the well, one. I remember their head coach had COVID, and uh, the Bears head coach, and Chris Tabor was the coach in that right. game. And then I remember uh, Justin Fields running – 700 yards in circles and finally in the end zone on what was probably the most exciting play of the season.
1: So just because their head coach had COVID, it doesn't excuse. They had no pass rush. They didn't touch yeah. Jimmy G one time, not a single quarterback hit. Oh, yeah, no I remember sack. that now. Well, yep. He's very mobile. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> just like uh, me. <laughs> what I was able to find, because you can't watch NFL Game Pass anymore right now, at least on YouTube, there's like three or four of those highlight plays where I can count to seven when Jimmy's just standing there in the pocket with the football. Like, if that happens, even if it's Trey Lance, like, bad things are going to happen. Uh, but hopefully, uh, the Bears can find a little bit of pass
0: rush week one uh, with
1: a, I'll call him a, you know, a second year rookie quarterback in Trey Lance.
0: Let's take a look at what Points Bet thinks about the 49ers going into this season. Points Bet has them at plus 1,600 to win the Super Bowl, which are the eighth best odds. Uh, and then they are plus 750 to win the NFC, which puts them fourth. Uh, and then to the just to win the West, they're second at plus 190. Of course, the Rams are ahead of them in all three of those categories. The over/under, though, because I thought this was pretty telling. I mean, their over/under is 10 and a half wins. Um, that is a lot higher than the Bears' six and a half which is probably why they're fa- I think they're favored by 6.5 the early line against the Bears in that game. That is one thing I feel strongly about. I mean, we got a lot of comments here from Bears fans saying, oh, the Bears can win this game. I think they have a chance. The one thing I love right away, and I think I said this when the schedule came out, like, I don't think the 49ers should be 6.5 points better than the Bears no. at this point with a quarterback – I mean –
2: would that tell you, you think that, they're, that, that points bet and other sites like that believe that Garoppolo will be the starter? Because I think if Garoppolo is the starter, I could convince myself that the Bears lose by a touchdown. Well, let me ask you that this. That does not seem far-fetched. Of
0: those three quarterbacks we're talking about, which one would you want going into the game?
2: As a Niners fan?
0: Just in general, if you – if,
2: if it's a Bears fan. So I have my pick of Fields,
0: Fields Garoppolo, Garoppolo or, Trey or, or Trey Lance. Which quarterback gives you the best chance to win that game? god
2: if we're playing on like a neutral offense like team x yeah
0: i'm just saying like fields might be the guy you
2: want i think yep. you're right i was gonna say that I so think i guess fields that's my one.
0: point to say like they're like last year when the bears went to la on sunday night football against a really good rams team with all those stars now they have matthew stafford It's like okay i understand why they're six and a half point dogs like this makes sense um I think the 49ers are the better team don't get me wrong on that but this game is being played at Soldier Field it could be a quarterback making um I don't want to say his first start because he did have a couple last year but you know really his first start taking over the 49ers mm-hmm. yes. and I don't know that he's the best quarterback on the field in that situation That's- so is, is that really you you're putting your money with like I'm taking the Bears six and a half then in that point it, just in that conversation looking at it that way
2: that's fair. I, Especially because the they're be staring you at a new defense. You, too. But you can't look at it like a, you can't look at it like a neutral offense because the 49ers' offense is so much better than the Bears' offense. That's true. And they've got so many more weapons. So it's if Justin Fields is quarterbacking the 49ers, hell yes, give me the six and a half. Right.
0: Well, but it, that's another thing we should bring up. Then is the whole Debo Samuel situation. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Because what's that going to look like? I mean, I I do I do. Trust me, I usually side with the players in these things, but I have a, I do have a little bit of respect for how the 49ers have handled this because the wide receivers have kind of just taken over control over, no, I want to go here, I'm demanding this trade, blah, blah, blah. And I do think there has to be a little bit of give and take, and the 49ers have a guy in Debo who kind of reacted to everything going around the league, and they're like, no, nah, we're not trading you. Sorry, yeah, no. you're our, you're our uh, best weapon, and that's not happening. So.
1: so I know he did at least show up to their like, yeah. minicamp, so unlike some of the other receivers that are holding out, He is someone that at least showed up and was available.
0: He's doing like the holding in.
1: Yeah, like he's still being around, which I says, you know, to me says something. Again, they may just be, I mean, with their cap situation, like you said, like maybe they have to unload Jimmy G in order to get Debo exactly where they want him. And I know Ian Rappaport the other week was on the Pat McAfee show pretty much saying, like, he believes that with some of the moves the 49ers made, drafting a running back in the third round, like, hey, we're not going to run you between the tackles as much as we did in the past because I know he doesn't want to kind of absorb that contact. And for the 49ers, that would be smart to kind of lengthen his shelf life a bit by, if you're going to give him the football as a runner, cool. But, you know, maybe it's more in a gadget role than someone that's in, in between uh, the tackles type of runner. But I, Debo, I would expect to stay there uh, for sure. It's just a matter of can they come to terms and do they have the money to even do that.
0: All right, I'll put you on the spot starting with you, Will. Bears win. Bears cover.
1: Ooh. I'm still going Bears win. I did that during the schedule show for us, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, it, I believe it will be Trey, and I think the inexperience in week one and with what Coach Ibraflus and defensive coordinator Alan Williams will be able to do in terms of finding ways to make it confusing, complicated, and a little chaotic for Trey will be just enough to get us over the top.
0: Jay?
2: I agree. I think they win. I do think it will be Trey Lance, and I think those first-game jitters – uh, will play a role, and I do think the Bears get the win. Well,
0: wow. All right, I'm going to take the 49ers to win the game, but I do think the Bears cover. I think that's going to be something we see a lot this season. Like I think the Bears are going to be in a lot of football games, play a lot of teams tough, and then not win them all. Come on, do you think Robbie Gold's going to come back to Soldier Field and miss that clutch <laughs> kick he's going to have in the fourth quarter? Come he'll, on. he'll be
2: kicking warm-up kicks with the drum line walking past him. Yeah. <laughs> Just all cocky and everything. <laughs>
0: Good old Robbie. I hope he keeps that <laughs> up, actually, Soldier Field. I feel. love that, that whole routine he had in the playoffs <laughs> where he's, like, purposely trying to get in the way.
1: The only way I can see the Bears losing, though, is if the two-headed monster in the defensive line just takes over Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead because Bosa, yeah. I don't know who's playing tackle on either side for the Bears right now. So, And he had 21 sacks and 88 pressures in the 20 games they played last season, and at this time a year ago, he was just rehabbing his knee. Like, he wasn't able to put in a typical offseason. And this dude's going through a typical offseason right now, working on his game. Like, that's scary to me. And Armstead's a beast, too, going up against the Bears' right guard, whoever that's going to be.
2: Yeah. Won't be an issue. They have a
0: fullback. Hey, Bears. I love it, Jay. I love is. it. Bears. Fullback. 49ers <laughs> have the best fullback in the league. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone, and you can bet on those... The bets we just had up there mm-hmm. with the 49ers. You have a weird smile on your face I right now. I just wonder if you're distracted by the new full screen. I was going to say, you're just proud yeah. of what's on the screen or what? I'm just wondering. Okay. If you uh, or not. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we got a couple of players to fly through towards the end of this podcast. We appreciate Jay Zawoski being here with us and uh, pulling double duty. The Blackhawks show already in the books. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Subscribe. (laughs) CHGO
2: Blackhawks, please.
0: Okay. My grade, the player for today, which Jay brought up earlier. I'm glad you're here today. All right. That was just a coincidence. Is Cole Komet, the Bears' tight end, who... I was actually surprised this grade came in as low as it did because I have talked up Colt Komet quite mm-hmm. a bit too. Do,
3: do we have to discuss H War for Jay, who is not?
0: Uh, oh yeah, this, this is a, well. He Lawrence dubs it H War. H My, my okay. grading
3: system. Yeah, we don't. It,
0: it's just it's a. I don't understand it. I've heard it. You'll understand okay. it I'm by up, the end. I'm up on it. Okay. Once you see Roquan Smith up above five, it'll start to make more sense to you. We'll get there, everybody. But that's why we put in parentheses what the number means. Anything between one and a two is a fringe starter. Obviously, if you're closer to a two, that gets you closer to starter status. That's why I was a little surprised Cole Komet is as low as he was here because I still consider him to be a starter. I'd say he's probably played as like a low end starter at this point. Because you know, it's hard to be too complimentary about a guy who's only has only has one touchdown in two seasons. That being said, we also understand anybody who's watched these games that the way they were in love with Jimmy Graham and using Jimmy Graham in the red zone and give you, you know, Cole Komet would get him all the way down into the red zone and they'd be like, okay, let's sort of Jimmy now. Yeah. I, it should help Cole Komet that Jimmy Graham is not here, but it, regardless, this is a big third season for Cole Komet. We see a lot of tight ends in the history of the league, especially recent history. It takes a couple of years to adapt to the game find the right way for them to be used, learn how to block the right way at the NFL level. Um, and a lot of them break out in year 3, and I think that with Jimmy Graham out of the way, with this no, new offense, it is go time for Cole Komet, Kind of a make or break year for him at this point.
1: I'm glad you're coming around a little bit. We've had this conversation a, a couple months ago about where we should be standing with Cole Komet and I was a little surprised when I saw that in our notes here this morning, too, that, like, you're taking those scores or the lack of into some consideration. Well, remember,
0: that grade is 2021 results. Correct. Right? And I think a lot of the um, positive things that I have said about Cole Clement and Jay has here today is kind of more about what we think he could still Correct. be. So, you know – I still expected his production to be a little bit high because one of the points I made when we discussed Cole Komet earlier, you know, this was probably over a month ago at this point, was just that, you know, his production last year was still in line close to where Kyle Rudolph's production was as as in his second year. And right. that's always been my comp for Cole Komet yep. is Kyle Rudolph. We're not talking Travis Kelsey. We're not talking about, you know, one of the top tight ends in the league. We're just talking about a really, really good pro that can help your team a lot. And I still feel Cole Komet will be that player.
2: Uh, do you weigh turnovers in your grade? Like, like if, fumbles and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's negative. had trouble holding onto the ball. Yeah, and, and, I, and,
0: and I guarantee you that's one of the things that brought that number yeah, down.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I am am a, I am a, I cannot deny I'm a Notre Dame fanboy. I'm a meatball, all those sort of things. Um, and I was thrilled when the Bears drafted Cole Komet that said there's a lot of Notre Dame players I would have been pissed if the Bears drafted so I I call it as I see it because I know who's good and bad in Notre Dame and and when I Kyle Rudolph is such a great comp and you mentioned he's not going to be up that upper echelon of players but if Kyle Rudolph had not been injured for so much of his career he may have been in that upper echelon of tight ends he could have been in that conversation uh another Notre Dame guy obviously um just I, that's where I see Komet going. If he can stay healthy and if he can minimize the turnovers, and now, like you said, with Jimmy Graham out of his way, he's going to be option one in the red zone, and I've seen him there. He can catch the damn ball in the red zone. There's no difference between a college catch and a pro catch. You know, it's it's coming from a better quarterback than he ever had at Notre Dame. So I, I think this is the year that Cole Komet takes a huge jump.
3: Now,
1: he did lead the team in red zone targets last year with 13. Graham only had nine. So I'm just and Graham had. All I think
0: part of the frustration is like, I, I, most people probably feel like those nine should have gone to Culpepper too.
1: I get it, but, but yeah, so 13 targets and no touchdowns. Right. He led the team with 13, which was 20 percent of all the red zone targets and zero scores. And again, that's what he needs to improve on yep. this upcoming year. And I do believe having a new offensive scheme, a better play caller. When he gets inside the 20, it's going to be super important and will help him, uh, you know, maybe get over that hump a bit.
0: Yeah, I think I, it's a great point with the ball security, and it's, like, I always talk about those catches that Jesper Horstead made. Like Those are the catches you want Cole Komet to make. Yep. You know, he needs to make those tougher plays, those 50-50 balls. And the thing about him sometimes fumbling is it's a result of him actually refusing to go down. I love how his first instinct Mm -hmm. when he catches the ball is to pick up extra yards. He is a tough minded tight end in that regard, but there's also times where it's like, all right, just go down. The play's over because I'm thinking the two years ago, I think against the saints where he was trying to do that. Yep. And he coughed off the ball in, in a big moment. So, um, I think we're all high on Cole Komet still as a player with the limitation, but, um, the reality is, and I agree with some of the comments that have come in, too. You know, Martin said, Cole commit managing to get 600 receiving yards in a Matt Nagy offense. I mean, that's where I go, even despite some of the things that have brought that grade down, because remember, it, it's a lot more than just production. It's about the, the negative plays, the, the drops. Um, there's been some blocking issues in there, too. He could still get better as a blocker. You got to factor in the whole picture. That's what goes into that number being where it is. Um, But I personally will be shocked if that number is not a lot higher. I hope so. I really hope so,
1: Adam. It would be huge for him, big for the Bears. Uh, Even though Ryan Poles didn't draft Cole Komet, it's so important to build your teams through the draft, and he was the Bears' first draft choice of that that draft because they didn't have a first-round pick that year. Gosh, you just hope it clicks and you can stay here for some time. I see Nick down there.
0: Yeah, go away, Nick. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> on vacation. So see, you didn't see me there on what vacation. What do we think
0: Nick is doing right now in Punta Cana? Bear down from Punta Cana, he says, for those listening to the podcast, with the uh, smiley emoji, sunglass emoji. Um, no offense to anybody here. If I was in Punta Cana right now, I would not be watching this show. No,
3: nor should you be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rude. Did you
0: watch us when you were in Hawaii? I
3: did. I actually was. Why? I was close to... Just jumping on one of the little ecam links and uh, just calling you guys up. Uh, we a, were still at eleven a.m.
0: when you were in Hawaii it too. Was the Big Dave show, which would have been yeah, six, six in the morning,
3: and, and so my daughter would have been up because she didn't. The time change didn't affect her at all. Oh. She was up early, but I was gonna I was gonna call. It would have been like six forty five end of that show. I was gonna surprise you guys, and then I just just didn't do it. Yeah, but I was awake you watch us? No. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed you. my time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Vacation's vacation. Yeah. No, that's <laughs>
1: a that's a mental break that is needed for everybody. You need that You need that personal space. And again, time with the family is great. And I know you guys were at like eight in the morning-ish hard time. Like I got the pings and I was like, have a great show and put the phone back in the pocket.
0: I will actually turn all the notifications off of my phone when I'm on vacation. Good for you. Don't yep. want to don't want to I don't put it away because we still now live in a society where we kind of need our phones on vacation because there's still our cameras and GPS. things like that but uh, yeah
2: okay one more thing about Komet. I see a lot of people in the comments kind of saying underachiever didn't didn't get enough done uh, Ellen Robinson I would touch on last year too and just was not used by this offense The the offensive team coaching wise completely lost their damn full minds last year just Nonsensical play calls, nonsensical strategies, not using the weapons they had. And I know I think Alan Robinson was probably playing at about eighty percent intensity. He would not have a good hit score. Um, but still, I, I just think like there are guys that are clearly proven NFL weapons that had no production last year. Jimmy Graham is kind of another one, too, by the way. There was a lot wrong with that offense last year, so to to hold uh, Jimmy uh, Cole Komet to a different standard is it's unfair. I know he was a second-round pick. I know he's underperformed at this point, but like Adam said, it takes tight ends a few years, and this is a kid who – look, if, if, it's, if it doesn't happen this year, my tune is changing. Right, but uh, I am – I think the arrows point way up on Cole Komet here.
0: Well, just so people know, I mean, like the two levels as we get through this with the grades that we've been going through, the, the, you know, the next two levels up above fringe starter are starter, and then there's long-term starter. You want him playing into at least a long-term starter because that's when you start talking about giving him an extension and then above that are like the top-end blue-chip players. I'm not even expecting him to be in that category. You know, you just want Cole Komet to end up in that long-term starter spot and be a very good tight end for you going forward, and I think that is still possible. All right. Let you close the show with your guy today, your player profile.
1: Sounds great. So today's Chicago Bears player preview is uh, we're sticking with the defensive line. I kind of teased it on Friday, but it's going to be Kyrie's Tonga. Last year's seventh round rookie nose tackle for the Bears. And really, he surprised a lot of folks last year. You know, Eddie Goldman didn't show up to OTAs. It uh, took him a while to get going in training camp. So Tonga kind of took uh, some bulks of those starting snaps. And I thought for a seventh rounder, he played very well. Uh, he did lead. Uh, the Chicago Bears defensive line with the best average depth of tackle. That's going to be one of my favorite stats this season. Uh, the more I get into it, that's uh, pretty much where the tackle's happening at the play. Uh, he had an average depth of tackle last year of 2.3 yards. Again, that led the entire defensive line. And really, my big question for Tonga this upcoming season is, kind of like what I mentioned with Angela Blackson on Friday, like can he adjust his game to be more? what the Bears are looking for out of this defense. Because last year in the 3-4 at the nose, your job is to hold down that A-gap, absorb double teams. And he did fine at that. But now in this 4-3, he's going to play a little bit more in the B-gap, has to be attacking down the field, get into the backfield, whether it be a pass rush or whether it be getting tackles for a loss. He needs to be able to penetrate the backfield and make more plays. And we didn't see that last year. He only had one quarterback pressure and one tackle for a loss in his entire rookie season. So that's kind of where I want to see... Once we get to training camp and preseason, can Tonga kind of mold his game and change it to be more of what the Bears are looking for out of this 4-3? If not, it's going to be hard for him to find playing time, maybe make this final roster practice squad. He still has eligibility there as well, but I think it's up to him, and we'll see exactly how it goes. But a little bit more info is in my article on allchdo.com. I don't want to give everything away, but for a guy that was drafted 12 slots away from Mr. Irrelevant last year, I thought he did pretty well, but we'll see if he can kind of change his game and evolve with what the Bears are kind of going towards now here in
0: 2022. For the record, graded a little bit higher than Cole Komet. Even I mean, for a yep. seventh-round rookie, he had a he he gave you what you wanted. I do wonder about the scheme change. That's and if he, that's the big question. If he's able to give you enough out of there, remember this is uh they signed Mike Pennell last week. Yep, and uh, I think Angel Blackson probably gets the first crack kind of that one technique spot, but Tonga might still be able to adapt. I just wonder if he has enough quickness in there. That's
1: that's the question, and if, if, get up field. if he shows yeah. enough that's, like, so fringe, like I said, he does have practice squad eligibility, so he doesn't have to mm-hmm. go nowhere. He can still be in the fold,
0: but like you said, with
1: Pennell being the addition, there's a chance he may not make that final
0: 53. Uh, remember, though, Pennell was with the Bears last year, too, and, didn't make it, so. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, look, just some added depth there. Yep. Jay, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Of course. It.
2: Appreciate having yep. me.
0: It was, Thank uh, you. It was fun. Check out the CHCO Blackhawks podcast on every day. Right. Usually before us at 11. Every day at a. 11. Yep. So, a uh, lot of good guests there and uh, hockey talk. They have a head coach. Nope. They're getting to it. Do they need one? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. It took, like, It felt like four years for them to find their GM. Uh,
2: well, they they just hired their interim. I think they probably knew they were doing that, but this this week is when coaches are going to start to fill in. Okay, I predict they'll have a coach this week or early
0: next. Okay, yeah. Uh, the AV sweep.
2: No, they're not going to sweep. No, 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 no. I think uh, AVS and six. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to change my pick from AVS and seven to AVS and six. But they're really good.
0: My uh my wife and I were able to. Um, we had the grandparents over game two was Saturday night, right? Yep. Losing track of my weekend. Yeah. So grandparents, you know what? Had the kids, everybody was asleep. We snuck away just for like a drink real quick. There was some random guy sitting at the end of the bar who got, I've never seen somebody get so excited about a goal that made it seven nothing. I'm like, that guy must have was was the over under six and a half? one⁄2 that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that over under had to have been six and a half. Yeah. and that guy it must have been part of an even bigger parlay or something. Guy was way too excited about it. <laughs> yeah, when, when it the over six hilarious.
3: and a half, you don't expect seven nil to
0: be the like yeah. the reason you. Well, I need that, that seventh
2: time. goal from Colorado. He
0: had a buddy with him, and all of a sudden he goes, "We did it." <laughs> I'm like, what's the score? Well, of it's been <laughs> done for a while. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're still watching this. I'm surprised the game was even on. But hopefully, good. he used points bet. I hope so too. Yeah, S- use that code CHGO. Hey, follow us on Twitter at CHGO Sports at CHGO underscore Bears underscore Blackhawks. Is it Hawks or Blackhawks? Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Yep. The full thing. Uh, and then uh, find Jay Zawaski on Twitter too. You're just at Jay. At Zawoski. Jay Zawaski. There it is.
2: Stayed up all night trying to dream that one up.
0: Mm-hmm. Good job. Good job by you on that. Appreciate it. Will DeWitt on Twitter, but the L's are ones. It's that a took, trick. See, now that took me all night to come up with. Tricky. Don't fall into the trap. The L's are ones. You got to look at it a couple times to really understand. I'm at Adam Hogue. We'll see you tomorrow, 1 o'clock. We're back here. Oh, is that it? Or are we going to do the J- I'd love thing? to do that to you. No? Okay. You expect me to do 17 goodbyes, and then all I right. just say goodbye.
3: Okay. See you guys.